welcome to my mommy's podcast. This episode is sponsored by Beekeepers Naturals, which is my go-to source for all things bee-related. If you're not familiar with them, they're an amazing company. They make clean remedies that really work and that my whole family loves to take. No fight required. I'm sure you probably know that bees are absolutely vital to our global food system. And Beekeepers Naturals is on a mission to save the bees while creating products that support humans as well. They source all of their bee products sustainably and do a lot to support healthy bee colonies. All of their products, of course, are gluten-free, non-GMO, naturally sourced, and keto-friendly. My personal favorite is their propolis spray, which I use for natural immune support. I never have to fight my kids to take it because it tastes delicious, and it's my first line of defense at any sign of sniffles or cough or anytime I'm traveling. I also really love their Beelixir Brain Fuel, which is a caffeine-free way to support focus and energy. I take this on days like today with podcasting when I need a little extra mental boost. As a listener of this podcast, you can save 15% on all Beekeepers Naturals products. Go to beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash wellness mama and the code wellness mama saves you 15%. So again, that's Beekeepers Naturals, B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com forward slash wellness mama and code wellness mama all lowercase to save 15%. This episode is sponsored by Juve Red Light Therapy. It's a natural form of red light therapy, which is also called photobiomodulation that you can get in your very own home. Juve, that's spelled J-O-O-V-V, it has been my source of this for years because we may not think about light when we think about essential nutrients that our body needs, but light absolutely is an essential nutrient for the body. And this is the reason that I go outside as soon as possible after waking up each morning because being in that type of morning light signals the body and the circadian rhythm in really important ways. And this is also the reason I spend time in front of a juve light. See, light is energy, and our bodies need light in certain forms to sustain healthy cellular function and for things like ATP production, which is cellular energy. Red light in particular, and especially in certain wavelengths, has very specific benefits for hair, skin, and cellular energy. I like Juve because they are third-party tested for safety and performance, and they use a patented modular design, which allows you to treat your whole body in under 20 minutes and lets you build anything from a small system to a commercial-sized system if you run, for instance, a doctor or chiropractor office. Juve uses these clinically proven wavelengths of light that provide energy to the whole body and help with things like skin elasticity, and uh, a lot of people use this to help avoid wrinkles, for instance. Bundle pricing discounts allow you to save more money when purchasing larger setups, and you can also always get free shipping. As a listener of this podcast, they would also love to send you a free gift. So check all of that out by going to juve.com forward slash wellness mama and using the code wellness mama to get a free gift. So that's J-O-O-V-V.com forward slash wellness mama and code wellness mama all uppercase to get a free gift. Hello, and welcome to the Wellness Mama podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com and wellness.com. That's wellness with an E on the end. My new line of personal care products that are as effective as conventional without all the junk. Right now we have hair care, toothpaste, and now hand sanitizer. And this podcast episode, we go deep on a topic that was really helpful to me in my initial recovery from autoimmune disease. 
So years ago, when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, one of the things my doctor recommended was that I start incorporating broccoli sprouts into my life. And when I started doing that, I started researching. And I found out that broccoli sprouts specifically contain a compound called sulforaphane. And this led to a years-long research journey for me about what this is and why it was beneficial. And my doctor recommended it because I had nodules on my thyroid and it was part of kind of a protective protocol to deal with that. What really astounded me about this molecule, and it's something I've incorporated into my life and my family's life ever since. It's also something that was not bioavailable via supplement form until very recently, which is why this podcast is so timely. I'm here with David Roberts, who has a master's in public health from Johns Hopkins with a focus on epidemiology and international health, as well as a master's in biomedical engineering from the University of Virginia and a bachelor's in electrical and biomedical engineering from Duke. He also has more than 20 years of experience working in quantitative research, and he's done public health work on three continents. His fascinating perspective on what's going on right now, and he has spearheaded research to assess the impact of things like HIV prevention, um, education programs, and in, in various countries, and has been involved in research kind of across the world. Really incredible guy. And the reason I wanted to have him on today is because he's helped bring a supplement called Broccoli to market. He has a really incredible personal story about how this came about and an amazing scientific story of how they were able to standardize and make this bioavailable in the form of a supplement because this is something that has not historically been shelf stable. And even when it's been available in compounds like broccoli sprouts. Uh, it was very difficult to know how much you were getting and to standardize it. And some sources didn't even have bioavailable sulforaphane, um, even if you ate the broccoli sprouts. So this is a really in-depth and fascinating conversation about this compound called sulforaphane, what it does in the body and how you can incorporate it. I hope you will enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And let's jump right in. David, welcome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, Katie, it's a delight to be with you today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here because you are an expert in a topic that I have been researching for a while and am really fascinated by. And I can't wait to really delve into it today and give our listeners a more broad understanding. And that is broccoli sprouts and all of the benefits that come from certain compounds within broccoli sprouts. Um, I've been growing broccoli sprouts for years, and now they've become a really hot health trend over the past couple of years. So from all of your research and experience as well, um, why broccoli sprouts? Yeah, well, sprouts in general are what's called a superfood and which are nutrient-dense foods. And so I actually heard recently somebody call broccoli sprouts sort of the king of superfoods. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but whether it's the top superfood or top 10, it's certainly packed with nutrients. And, you know, as far as growing sprouts, I too grew, grew sprouts for about five years and I haven't actually grown them for about two until recently with the COVID stuff. We, uh, we try to have a salad every day and we couldn't find like all the stores we were going to, none of them had lettuces. And so, you know, time after time we, we couldn't get any. So I was like, let's just start sprouting again. And so that's been fun to do with my boys, especially because it's super easy and you can get a crop really quickly. But sprout, broccoli sprouts specifically, it's popular and they're popular because of the chemical in them called sulforaphane. And in all um, cruciferous vegetables, so like cabbage or cauliflower, watercress, radish, 
all those type of vegetables have these chemicals that are kind of, kind of cousin chemicals to each other, uh, like sulfurethrin. And they all are slightly different, but they all um, are really good for your health. And so there's sort of a potpourri of those chemicals in each vegetable. And broccoli has the highest level of the sulfurethrin, which is probably the most researched chemical in that family. It was discovered in uh, 1992 up at Johns Hopkins. Since then, there have been literally several thousand research papers on the molecule. And the reason it's so good in sprouts is because there are about 50 to 100 times more of this nutrient-dense chemical sulfurethrin in the sprout versus the mature broccoli. And so the other really good thing about it is you can grow them relatively quickly, as little as three days. You know, your sprouts are tiny at that point, but they're still pretty dense nutritionally. Um, I like to add radish seed. About 10% of the seeds I put in are radish when I'm growing because actually the um, radish have this enzyme that helps you convert uh, in this chemical reaction to get the sulfurethrin out of the broccoli sprouts. And so that's sort of a little, little trick. But one thing to, to note, Katie, is not all seeds are the same. So some seeds are, have more sulfurephin, some seeds have less, and actually some have none, no ability to, to get sulfurephin. We actually were looking to get organic seeds, and so we bought a bunch, we bought four, five different brands off of Amazon last summer, and four of the five brands had no ability to make sulfurephin. Um, so we were pretty <laughs> shocked at that. We repeated that uh, in January, the same study, and we did seven brands instead of five. And thankfully, six of the seven you could get sulfurethrin from, but one one of the organic brands still didn't have any. So it's kind of a crapshoot because of that. We we've had people ask us, and so we've actually do sell seeds on our site for that reason, because so you know what you're getting. So if you buy a half pound of seeds you're getting about the ability to convert about 400 milligrams of this uh, good chemical sulfurephin from that amount. And so broccoli seeds are popular because they have sulfurephin, but sulfurephin has a laundry list of health benefits. And so one of the health benefits you've probably heard of is that it's good for detoxification. So detox, um, it's not just in your liver that where detox occurs, but actually every cell of your body has a mechanism for detoxification. So what sulfurephin does is it provides the ability to have a balanced detox. And so there are three phases in the detox. Um, the first, first phase is typically what a lot of these detox programs push. And so that can yield something called the detox flu where you, you're doing a detox and you really, you feel awful, you feel cruddy. And that's because you can't actually get the toxins out fast enough. And so with sulfurephin, you don't get that because it's balanced. And actually sulfurephin is the best natural chemical at stimulating the second phase of detox. And so those are pretty, you know, that's a, that's a pretty important thing to keep in mind. And I don't know if you've heard of that study back in, uh, I was leaving public health school back in mid 2000s. And there's a study that came out on women 
the breast milk having flame retardant. And so, you know, we can get more into this, but we're exposed to a lot of chemicals and um, the whole idea of detox is super, super important. The not only detox is one of the benefits, but inflammation. So um, fighting inflammation, it's a wonderful natural anti-inflammatory. So most people don't walk around saying, you know, I've taken some broccoli sprouts and, and I feel less toxic. But what they do say in most of our testimonials that come in are actually of people who joints hurt less. And that's because of the anti-inflammatory effect. So we're, it works in two distinct, they're related, but there's different areas of inflammation. So one is it turns on the anti-inflammatory pathway called NRF2. And then it turns off the pro-inflammatory pathway called NF-kappa-B. NF-kappa-B is sort of the holy grail for, for pharmaceutical companies in, in their research for pharmaceutical grade anti-inflammatory. That's the, the pathway that they're all trying to turn off. And so, you know, it, that, what that means is, you know, I think we've heard from numerous people who have benefited from their joints that way. So one lady could not chop vegetables for years because of pain in her hands and started taking, uh, you know, doing, doing different, uh, taking sulforaphan and had, had some breakthrough there, was able to chop vegetables. And it happens pretty quickly, actually. What, and one of the things we did in seeing, you know, how, how quickly is, does sulforaphan work? And so we looked at something called um, IL-6, which is interleukin-6 in urine, and um, basically gave like 10, 10 milligrams of sulforaphane and uh, saw that that IL-6 decreased 30% in 24 hours. So that's enough so people can actually feel, feel the difference. Another benefit uh, that you can get from the sulforaphane and sprouts is brain health. And so there's uh, something called brain-derived neurotropic factor which is best if you exercise, you get that the most. But if you take you know, sulforaphan, you can actually get it as well. And what that does is it actually helps with protecting existing neurons. And then something which you know, a few years ago we didn't think it was possible, but now we know you can actually grow new neurons. And so BDNF helps with that. There are numerous papers on Alzheimer's and BDNF as well as Parkinson's and BDNF, but sulforaphane itself actually is, does cross the blood-brain barrier, so it's directly impacting neuroinflammation. On that line, um, my boy's soccer coach actually is on the spectrum. He has ADHD. He has a pizza shop in town, and he started taking it, and I get a text from him. He's like, David, I've had the best paperwork day of my entire life, and so that was pretty cool um, to 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 hear from them in that way. So it does help with uh, concentration as well. And then, I mean, there, there are a couple other things I want to talk about just briefly is anti-aging. A lot of people, a lot of biohackers take it for that. So what it does is it helps with something called mitophagy, which is uh, the degradation of uh, mitochondria that aren't functioning properly. They're defective in some sort of way, often from stress or damage. And then, autophagy, where um, the body is basically trying to clean out damaged cells and in order to generate new ones and healthier ones. 
it's really good for the immune system, which is important for this day and age with all the COVID virus. And especially with old people, when you're aging, your immune system, actually uh, your ability to protect, you know, against different things is decreased um, because of age. And um, sulforaphane actually balances both Th1 and Th2, so both sides of your immune system, um, which is is not very common. Um, typically, you know, if you're taking a immune booster, it, it boosts one or the other. Um, so that that's an, something that you know we are taking you know for to boost our immune systems now. Uh, and then also with energy, there's a, a coenzyme called NAD plus, and so when you're uh, trying to convert glucose to ATP. So glucose can be thought of as money in the bank. It's not the usable form of money. Whereas ATP is like cash. It's the, the energy, the usable form of energy in the cell. And so to convert um, glucose to ATP, it's this kind of complicated system called citric acid or TCA cycle. And NAD is a cofactor in that. And so e increasing that is actually super important. So it's you know, sprouting, it's a relatively inexpensive way to get sulforaphane. Um, it's pretty easy to grow them. It doesn't take a ton of work. If you're growing them from one person, I mean, you, you're growing them, Katie, and you <laughs> can probably testify more than I can that um, if you're trying to grow, you know, every day of the week, uh, get a harvest every day, and then for multiple people, it can actually become, you know, a significant uh, production and and play on your counter space. But you know, then if you're traveling, that can give a hiccup for your grow, growing them as well as, you know, you'll inevitably get some mold or uh, fruit flies or something like that where the crop will, you'll have to, you know, toss. But, you know, the, the other issue is the taste, which some people love it. It's very pungent to me. It's a, a very strong taste. And so what we do is we actually juice the sprouts. So we'll put them in the juicer and, with some carrots and lemon and uh, ginger and so we, and the the i think the the doing it with a, a citrus actually cuts that pungent taste so it's, it makes it much more palatable so yeah those are there's those are some of the sort of highlights on you know sprouts and specifically broccoli sprouts as a superfood and, and why they're so good i'm right there with you on i've always kind of grown them but now with certain vegetables being harder to get and stores being kind of spotty right now. I've definitely making sure that we're ramping up our broccoli sprouts and just other sprouts because they grow so quickly and they're easy to grow in the kitchen. And I definitely, we've also been gardening a lot right now, um, more than we would normally just, it's been a good reminder of that. And I loved the kind of wide ranging overview of all the benefits because I think few plants have quite so many benefits as you just explained about broccoli sprouts. And I think there's a important, several that are just really key right now. So you mentioned interleukin-6 or IL-6, which has been in the news quite a bit actually because of the immune tie in there. And like people, I think, are actually starting to hear about that even in mainstream media and realizing that's one of the things that might help keep the immune system healthy, like that we need to watch that range along with a few other tests. And so the fact that we already have studies demonstrating that sulforaphane can help with that, it's really awesome to know that there are already 
tools like that. You also mentioned NRF2 and it's the, the pathway that goes hand in hand with it. And like you said, this has been a big topic with biohackers already for a while. And it's one that's just starting to kind of creep into mainstream awareness. So I'd love if you could give us a little bit more in-depth of an explanation of what the NRF2 pathway is and why that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a very important question and topic. And basically, NRF2 is one of those systems that without it, you die. And if you it's depressed for long enough, you'll get really sick. And so and that, that's actually one of the things going on with the whole mechanism with COVID-19 is a depressed NRF2. And I'll go into that a little bit. But, you know, like, like I mentioned, a lot of the benefits that I just listed about sulforaphane stem from how sulforaphane impacts NRF2. So what is NRF2? It's a protein. It's bound, typically bound in this complex. And so it doesn't just wander freely in your your body, but it's bound. And then when you actually take sulforaphane, it releases from that complex and can go into the cell nucleus. And that's where it can make a big impact in a variety of areas in your health. Once it's in, in the nucleus, and um, doing some work there. And so, like I mentioned just before, NRF2 is the best. It actually modulates. It it is the way phase two detoxes is modulated. And so if you, you know, if you depress your phase two detox, like I said, you can, you can, you just feel crummy. Um, And, and if you're, especially if you're trying to, get toxins you're actively trying to get toxins out of your cells but i mean just just to back up a bit too about toxins i think this is where we probably share a common passion there are 80,000 toxic chemicals in our environment and um so that and that's seen in the the food we eat it's seen in the air we breathe it's seen in the things we drink and that's how, those are some of the main ways we get exposed. But like I mentioned before, like with that flame retardant, uh, things that go on our skin, those actually can, we can absorb toxins that way. So soaps, shampoos, sunblocks, when even toothpaste, when you're brushing your teeth, they have the fluoride can be a neurotoxin or it is a neurotoxin deodorant. Um, that's why the do it yourself info you're, you've been putting out there for years is so important because first of all, people typically don't know <laughs> that, that all these products we use all the time are chalk filled with toxins. And then it's also great that you have this new line of products where you can actually have some wholesome options. Um, and so I'm very excited about both of those, but, but going back to like that story about the flame retardant. So these women who had flame retardant in their breast milk, they were just sitting on furniture. So you basically, all the furniture is, is required to have a flame retardant sprayed on them and you sit on them let, and you have skin that touches them, you get that in absorption. And so it's kind of crazy. And so you have to really be careful in that way. Municipal water, you know, we live uh, in in a, a place that has a well, which is great. And so I always give my boys, you know, we always drink well water that's been tested and it's good. But you know, my boys will go to school and they will, and they love drinking from the water fountain. I'm like, don't drink from the water fountain. You know, I, thankfully, Charlottesville water 
where I'm from is, is good for municipal water, but if you put a particle counter, you still have 200 parts per million of whatever, what, you know, and, and so part of some of its fecal matter, some of its pharmaceuticals like Prozac, uh, some of it, it is pesticide and herbicide and you don't want that, you know? And, and so if you are in living in with municipal water, get a, a water filter, like a reverse osmosis water filter. The filters on the fridge are okay as far as taste, but they really aren't getting you where you, where you need to go as far as decreasing the particle count in your water. So all these, these exposures are, you know, we're exposed every day to lots and lots of different things. There's, you probably have heard in China with all of the industry, all the smokestacks, many, many of the Chinese urban centers, Beijing, one of them, are just super polluted. Like you can't even barely go outside without getting your snot black. And so that there's numerous studies about how sulfurifin basically can decrease uh, the amount of toxin. They, it basically detoxes you from the toxins you're exposed to in the air. And so they did this study in China, gave them a broccoli sprout um, liquid, drank it, and they measured the toxins that came out in the urine. And it was, it was pretty impressive how much came out. You know, and then uh, as far as detox as well, we're a health company, so we don't promote super excessive drinking, but I'll go to a holiday party, Christmas party, something like that, and I'll bring, uh, I'll bring some sulfurifin specifically because if you take it, you won't have the same feeling of yuckiness the next day, and that's detox. And so, you know, the, just as a, an aside, as far as research we are doing, uh, we actually, you probably are familiar with glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup. And so what we showed is the amount of glyphosate that you can get in like a fast food meal, um, that can decrease your NRF2 by about 30%, which, you know, that doesn't may, may or may not sound like a lot, but it's a lot. And that, that actually, that alone can cause a significant disease state. And so we've shown one dose of sulfurifen can actually boost that back, that NRF2 back to baseline. And so mentioned before too about inflammation, you know, we had a, a one of the, the principal at my boys school uh, was taking it. She's also the high school tennis coach. She couldn't play tennis, had knee injury or just knee pain. And she started taking it. And then all of a sudden, like her knee pain's gone, not only her knee pain, but she didn't even realize her knees were swollen. And so she, they actually were all puffy. And then that, Swell, swelling went down and she was like, oh my gosh, you know, I play guitar. I'm not a very good guitar player, but it's more therapy, therapeutic and just something I enjoy doing. And I stopped for about six months. And when I picked it back up, like I couldn't play for more than about two, three minutes because like I couldn't grit, I couldn't do it because of my, my hand pain. And so, you know, again, taking, once we developed the broccoli and started taking it, it resolved relatively quickly, which was very good. The NRF2 is also, I think I mentioned this before, but it's very helpful with the energy pathway. And so it's a coenzyme that's required for production of energy in cells. And so it also, the NAD, 
also helps stimulate um, dopamine and uh, serotonin. And so that also leads to increase in the mental awareness that can come from taking, you know, taking sulforaphane. But and and talking about uh, the coronavirus, you know, one of the the researchers that I work with is John Gilday. He's an expert in in the kidneys, and you know, ACE two is the binding site for the coronavirus, and it actually is also very important in health span as far as as far as your kidneys go. Uh, and so ACE, ACE2 is central for kidney research. And so he's an expert in ACE2. But anyway, the NRF2 pathway is what regulates the expression of ACE2 on, on our cells. And so if you have high NRF2, then you have low ACE2 on the, the cells. And that goes back to eating, what I mentioned as far as the fast food meal. If you're eating poorly, like that actually is a huge issue as far as, you know, you being, and you get exposed, let's say you get exposed to the virus or it's really any virus, but this is what's in the news. Um, it's a big deal. The other way issue is with the, on the coronavirus, it, it binds the cell with us with something called a spike protein. And so for that, that spike protein to be activated in order to bind ACE2, there's a serine, another protein on our cells. It's a serine protein called TMPRSS2. The name's not important, but what is important is if you take sulforaphane, that actually downregulate gets downregulated as well. And so those two, with those two things, it's 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 important to in our immune system. It's important to modulate. Um, so th- I mean, those are some of the highlights of what NRF2 does as far as you know health benefits. But it, yeah, it's it's a central to a lot of what's going on with, with health. Yeah, that's super, super fascinating. And I'm curious, anytime there's something that's this good and seems to have this many benefits, are there any downsides or risk or cautions when it comes to ingesting sulforaphane? Yeah, that's, that's also a very important question and very good question. The one, the, the question we get a lot, if I'm allergic to broccoli, can I take broccoli? Uh, and so the answer is no, because if you're allergic to broccoli, that the this supplement is just a, a concentrate. But as far as sulforaphane specifically, the the actual molecule, if you're on blood pressure medications, you should be should monitor what's going on. And because sulforaphane uh, is known to help improve blood pressure issues, and then also similarly, if you are on blood thinners. You know, you'll want to coordinate with your uh, physician in order to determine, hey, I'm taking sulforaphane and, you know, I just want to be careful. Certainly, if you're going in for surgery, you should, you know, stop beforehand and coordinate with your physician that way. But yeah, I'd say those are the the two, like allergies, blood pressure issues, as well as blood blood thinning issues are the, the, the ones we highlight as far as cautions. Gotcha. Okay. Good to know. So to circle back, you mentioned that when you guys tested broccoli sprout or broccoli seeds and broccoli sprouts, there were some that didn't actually even have sulforaphane. And then I know that even in the literature, once they do have sulforaphane, it's actually doesn't necessarily mean you're going to absorb all that sulforaphane. And we've got the whole uh, interface of morosinase and glucoraphanin and this whole thing that has to happen for the sulforaphane to be available in the bodies, in our bodies. So can you explain 
kind of the science of that. Like how have we in the past gotten enough sulforaphane from food and what things interfere with that process? Well, yeah, this is a very important question because it deals with both the issues of the sulforaphane stability as well as, you know, how do you know how much of the molecule you're getting in your body? And so, so if you think about it, there's kind of a journey that the supplement takes in order to go from, you know, it's in your hand and you swallow it and to it getting into your cells. So one is, how do you know it's getting from your, your bloodstream or from your gut barrier through your gut barrier into your bloodstream? And then like once it's in your bloodstream, how do you know it's getting to the cells that it needs? And once it's in the cells, how do you know that it's actually making it a functional difference? And, and is the, how do you know the amount is such that it's making a difference? So historically, you get sulforaphane by eating broccoli. And so you have a head of broccoli. In that head of broccoli, there's a, a chemical that comes before sulforaphane called leucoraphanin, and it's stable. And so you start, you take a bite of the head of broccoli, you start chewing it, and then you break the cell wall of the plant down that has an enzyme called morosinase that's released. It uh, undergoes a chemical reaction with glucoraphanin to make the sulforaphane. You swallow it, you get the benefit. Again, glucoraphanin is stable, and so you can actually harness it, put it in capsules, sell it as a supplement. Um, but Historically, if you did that with sulforaphane, it degrades quickly, which is why people opted for growing broccoli sprouts because they're chalk filled with uh, large amounts of glucoraphanin, large, you know, and, and, and an analogous amount of arosinase. And going back to what we talked about originally, throwing in some, some radish seeds in there too, it has loads of morosinase that can help convert the glucoraphanin into sulforaphane. Some people also use a mustard seed or mustard powder, which is fine. And so those are two ways historically you've been getting uh, sulforaphane. One is through the actual sprouts. The other is through the actual extraction of this precursor chemical called glucoraphanin and so into you know, a supplement one of the issues with that, with taking glucoraphanin, is how does it get converted then into sulforaphane <laughs> once you take it? And so that's actually the million dollar question. So um, there are a couple answers. One is your gut bacteria actually can convert glucoraphanin into sulforaphane at a certain percentage. And the percentage is variable, depends on how much of the gut bacteria you have. Some people have none. Um, we have a hypothesis that the people who need to be converting it the most don't have that gut bacteria to, to, to do so, but you could convert lots of it. And so it's just, most people don't go around measuring their gut bacteria composition. Um, but even if you do, your gut bacteria can shift from meal to meal, um, substantially. So it's, it's, it's not static. It's very dynamic. And so the straight up glucoraphanin, you know, percentage wise, again, everybody's different, but can get you can convert up you know 10 to 20 percent of that into sulforaphane and then there are some that throw in the morosinase in into the capsule it's again it's an enzyme it's not stable that enzyme's not stable and you it's certainly difficult for it once it hits your stomach acid 
to still be there. And so typically the supplements that have the morosinase is added to it, it does some, but it doesn't do, it's not like, like the Holy Grail. It doesn't do everything because your, your stomach acid can denature that enzyme pretty readily. And so, you know, with broccoli sprouts, there's actually a paper comparing precursor, the precursor chemical supplements to broccoli sprouts and the broccoli sprouts, you know, again, uh, just looking at this specific research, I don't want to down every uh, broccoli supplement out there and, and get people angry. But, but in this one paper, it, the broccoli sprouts blew away the, <laughs> the precursor chemical as far as the bioavailability of, of the sulforaphane. So, you know, those are some of the, the important things with now with in the research, and this was specifically done at Johns Hopkins. So it's pretty controlled environment. They could get, they can, they could put glucoraphane in with morosinase and get a 40% absorption. We've actually tried to, <laughs> to re replicate that and have been unable to do that. I think that is super high, but the main thing is what you're getting is it making a difference? And so, you know, the 10 to 20% range, it's, you know, the sulforaphane you're getting is not making a huge difference, you know, functionally. And so, you know, I think that's, that's, that's very important to know. Got it. Okay. So what are some of the other things we can do that can make sulforaphane more effective in the body or that can increase its activity? Like for instance, you mentioned um, BDNF earlier, and I know that um, like you said, exercise can increase that. I believe sauna use can also increase that. So I would guess when you kind of stack things like that, it makes the sulforaphane more effective in your body or obviously not eating fast food to decrease your NRF2 would make it more effective at other things. Are there other things we can do synergistically with this? Oh yeah, that's a great, I love that question. So yes, is the short answer. So it's sort of uh, open-ended, you know, it's something we are researching, you know, in our supplement, you know, we, we actually put the cousin chemical to sulforaphane, it's called phenethyl isothiocyanate or PEITC. And that chemical comes from watercress, so which is cruciferous as well. And so putting those together, you get actually functionally a synergy of three to five times the functional effect. And actually within the, the broccoli seed itself, there are five other cousin chemicals, not as high quantity as sulforaphane, but those work in synergy too. To it's because we we actually put the broccoli head to head with it's just a lab grade sulforaphane. You know, it's by five milligrams for three hundred dollars, and so the the synergy between those cousin chemicals is substantial. And then when you add PITC, which we got the idea from a paper in the peer reviewed science, it, it's again three to five times the effect that you would see. The other chemical that this re one research paper did was curcumin. So you put sulforaphane in with curcumin and it actually has a similar effect to the PEITC three to five times. So those are two chemicals, two molecules that, that work in synergy with sulforaphane. Actually, the reason we you know, have a supplement, the broccoli supplement is specifically because it's all of all of the glucoraphane is is converted ahead of time and you know, we just figured out how to stabilize it and so with that you actually get 
more like a 70% bioavailability rate. And so that, um, and we have shown like the IL-6 study, Katie, I referenced earlier, it's making a difference functionally. And so again, that's the important thing is what you're taking and making a, a difference. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that's an important distinction to know because I know when I initially started researching this, there was all this data that like you've explained, sulforaphane is hard to get. It's hard to know what the concentration is if you're growing it yourself. And then there's all these things you can do that are supposed to help increase the sulforaphane availability. So um, some sources say if you, you know, soak the broccoli sprouts at 100 and I believe 155 or 158 degrees, then it increases that the ability of that enzyme without deactivating the sulforaphane. There are others that say add like radishes or broccoli or uh, mustard powder or different compounds with it to increase that activity, but it's always been kind of speculative and also kind of a pain in the butt. And I did this for a long time. I would drink a smoothie of sprouts that had been soaked in that 155 degree water with mustard powder. And it was really not good at all, <laughs> but trying to get the most benefit when I had the worst of my autoimmune disease. And I, when I looked originally, there literally was no shelf stable supplement for this on the market. And the consensus kind of was, you can't even make this shelf stable. So explain a little bit more of the science because you guys have actually done that, which is why I was so excited to have you on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the story of the, this shelf stable sulforaphane called, called broccoli, it was, it came from, you know, my wife's cancer journey. So she actually was diagnosed in 2012 with breast cancer and she was pretty clear that she wanted to treat it naturally, but scientifically. And so my background's in the sciences. So we began researching and, you know, there are a lot of papers that were cell line papers, papers on mice and some on humans. Pretty quickly, we, you know, as we were researching, we realized that every cancer is different. And so the best course of action for her was to grow her cancer cells in her lab and determine what directly killed her type of cancer. So we did that. We, uh, with the help of uh, my friend John Gilday, who's an expert in in a lot of things, but cell cell, he's actually written the book on cell culture. Um, and so we uh, found that sulforaphane was number three. We put sixty supplements on the cells. Found sulforaphane was number three in directly killing her cancer. Uh, curcumin being number one and vitamin C being number two. But unlike like pharmaceuticals that where the research is already done and you know exactly how much is getting to the, the cell, how much the cells are seeing, we had to sort of begin piecing it together. Like, how do you know, you know what you're ingesting orally is getting to the cells? And so, and that was important too, because it was a treatment for her. And so, you know, again, it goes back to, is it getting from the gut to the bloodstream? Is it, and once in the bloodstream, is it getting to the cells? And is in, in the cells, is it a large enough amount to make a therapeutic difference? So with vitamin C, for example, it was easy. We uh, bypassed a lot of it by just doing an IV intravenous vitamin C. And that was sort of, you know, the best we could do. With curcumin, it was a lot more complicated because that's fat soluble or lipid soluble. And it not a lot gets on in. In fact, if you just take regular curcumin, 99% of it uh, gets uh, excreted. And so, and so, you know, we spend a lot of time vetting different brands out there and finally landed on, I think we started with Mariva and then landed on Longvita. But, it, you know, just trying to get something that actually gets inside, you know, from the gut. Well, with 
with broccoli and sulfurifin, you know, I went out to buy it and found something called sulfurifin glucosinolate. And, so, uh, and I was like, ah, sulfurifin. And so bought it and it <laughs> didn't really seem like it was doing anything. But, you know, you take stuff all the time that does stuff that you don't think may, may or may not do something. And so we, we took, she, my wife was, Mara was taking quite a bit of it. And then come to find out, you know, as I'm reading, sulfurifin glucosinolate is not sulfurifin. It's glucoraphanin. And so, you know, on these bottles uh, that you go into the store to buy, it's like, why do you, like, it's super confusing. And even, even physicians that I've met are, they think they're give, giving their patients sulfurifin. I had one lady cry, you know, crying because she was like, what do you mean this not sulfurifin? And so it's confusing for everybody. But at that point, you know, we started sprouting and growing broccoli sprouts to get it. But I asked John, I was like, John, can you, you know, is this something you can stabilize? You know, and, and even, I even forget I asked him that, but a few years went by and he actually stabilized it. And in fact, we sent it off to a lab and results came back in April of 2017. And um, my wife uh, was like, we got to get this out there because this, like, we, this is a game changer for people's health. It's not just about cancer at all. It has so many health benefits. So she actually began raising money to start the supplement company. Um, but she took a turn for the worst and ended up dying in September of that year. But after that, John and I and a few others started this company as part of her memorial, to, but also just to make sure like, you know, people um, don't wind up in my situation. You know, it's not about... It's much easier to stay healthy than to get a disease and then have to get back to health. And so this is a great tool in the tool belt, whether you sprout, whether you take a, you know, broccoli, it's just the, the chemical itself is super, it's super important. And so that's, that's, uh, we released it, the, the product brought the product to market in February of 2018, just for that reason, we want, want folks to be able to have options in that way. Yeah. And I, like I said, I've been eating broccoli sprouts for years and then I still felt a difference when I started taking this. And for me, the like learning about sulforaphane and eating broccoli sprouts daily, that actually was at the advice of my doctor. When I first found out I had Hashimoto's and I had nodules on my thyroid that thankfully ended up not being cancerous. But I, I went into that research before I knew that and was astounded. I also want to say I'm really, really sorry for your loss. I know that's heartbreaking. And I, and I love that you, to honor her memory, have pushed forward with this to get it to everyone else. Um, I think that's a really important point that you do have to learn, like in the height of disease, like what I have with Hashimoto's, you are forced to concentrate on health, but it's so much easier if you can be preventive about it versus waiting until it gets to that kind of crisis point. Yes. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, so, okay. Like I said, this is the first time, the only formula I'm aware of, I think the only one on the market that has bioavailable sulforaphane, like we've talked about and like you've explained. Um, and I, I felt a noticeable difference from it, which has only happened for me with a very rare handful of supplements in my life. And so I wanted to make sure that anybody listening had a chance to try as well. Um, and I know that we worked out a special deal with you guys. Can you explain where people can find it and learn more? Yeah. Yes. So um, we have a special, you know, if you're listening with Wellness Mama, Right now, you can go to um, our broccoli.com forward slash pages forward slash wellness dash mama, and you can see the deals we have. 
going on there, including a discount on uh, some of the seeds. So, um, so yeah, that's that's the link, and you can uh, we have up to twenty seven percent savings. Awesome. And of course, for all of you guys listening, the link will be also in the show notes at wellnessmama.fm. Or if you're on a, any kind of social media, I'll put the link there as well. Um, that way, if you are exercising or driving, you don't have to worry about writing it down, but the link will be there and how to get the discount and all of that. This episode is sponsored by Beekeepers Naturals, which is my go-to source for all things bee-related. If you're not familiar with them, they're an amazing company. They make clean remedies that really work and that my whole family loves to take. No fight required. I'm sure you probably know that bees are absolutely vital to our global food system. And Beekeepers Naturals is on a mission to save the bees while creating products that support humans as well. They source all of their bee products sustainably and do a lot to support healthy bee colonies. All of their products, of course, are gluten-free, non-GMO, naturally sourced, and keto-friendly. My personal favorite is their propolis spray, which I use for natural immune support. I never have to fight my kids to take it because it tastes delicious, and it's my first line of defense at any sign of sniffles or cough or anytime I'm traveling. I also really love their Beelixir Brain Fuel, which is a caffeine-free way to support focus and energy. I take this on days like today with podcasting when I need a little extra mental boost. As a listener of this podcast, you can save 15% on all Beekeepers Naturals products. Go to beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash wellnessmama and the code wellnessmama saves you 15%. So again, that's beekeepersnaturals, B-E-E-K-E-E, P-E-R-S, N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S dot com forward slash wellness mama and code wellness mama all lowercase to save 15%. This episode is sponsored by Juve Red Light Therapy. It's a natural form of red light therapy, which is also called photobiomodulation that you can get in your very own home. Juve, that's spelled J-O-O-V-V, it has been my source of this for years because we may not think about light when we think about essential nutrients that our body needs, but light absolutely is an essential nutrient for the body. And this is the reason that I go outside as soon as possible after waking up each morning because being in that type of morning light signals the body and the circadian rhythm in really important ways. And this is also the reason I spend time in front of a juve light. See, light is energy, and our bodies need light in certain forms to sustain healthy cellular function and for things like ATP production, which is cellular energy. Red light in particular, and especially in certain wavelengths, has very specific benefits for hair, skin, and cellular energy. I like Juve because they are third-party tested for safety and performance, and they use a patented modular design, which allows you to treat your whole body in under 20 minutes and lets you build anything from a small system to a commercial size system if you run, for instance, a doctor or chiropractor office. Juve uses these clinically proven wavelengths of light that provide energy to the whole body and help with things like skin elasticity, and a lot of people use this to help avoid wrinkles, for instance. Bundle pricing discounts allow you to save more money when purchasing larger setups, and you can also always get free shipping. As a listener of this podcast, they would also love to send you a free gift. So check all of that out by going to juve.com forward slash wellnessmama and using the code wellnessmama to get a free gift. So that's J-O-O-V-V.com forward slash wellnessmama and code wellnessmama, all uppercase, to get a free gift. 
Another unrelated question I love to selfishly ask at the end of interviews is if there's a book or a number of books that have really changed your life, and if so, what they are and why. I'm always looking for new books. One of the ones that really made an impact on me, so again, going back to like the cancer journey and trying to treat cancer naturally, how do you know, like, how do you know that the, these chemicals are going where they need to go in amounts they need to get there to, to make a difference. And so there is um, a great book, um, Linus Pauling, uh, the Linus Pauling Institute is the University of Oregon uh, State or Oregon, excuse me, I, I'm not sure which, but Linus Pauling Institute, uh, Linus Pauling is the only person to win the Nobel Prize twice in medicine. And he was the one that uh, spearheaded the vitamin C research. And so um, there's a book from that institute called um, The Evidence-Based Approach to Phytochemicals and Other Dietary Factors. And that kind of began my journey into, you know, it was, it's just a wonderful resource to, that has uh, numerous studies referenced. And it's very scientific, but it, it takes the idea of plants as medicine to a new level. And it's a super good resource if that's something you, you're, you're doing with your family. Awesome. I will make sure there's a link to that book in the show notes as well. But um, David, I'm really appreciative of all the research you're doing on this. Like I said, I love the product and I'm glad to share it. But for anyone listening, I encourage you to do your own research and learn about sulforaphane, whether you grow it yourself, whether you try it in a supplement form, or whether you're like me and you do both. Um, because certainly, like I'm sure you, you would echo, David, there's many, many benefits to broccoli sprouts besides just sulforaphane. So even if you're taking sulforaphane, they're a great source of other nutrients and an easy thing to grow even in an apartment kitchen or any type of sprouts. There's just so many benefits, but I love that you've narrowed down on sulforaphane and done the work to make it bioavailable because there are many, many people who are just simply not going to grow broccoli sprouts and drink hot broccoli mustard smoothies like I did. (laughs) (laughs) So I think this is a great pilled option that provides real benefits. And I think as we continue to see the research on things like NAD plus and BDNF and IL-6 and all of these things that are now coming to top of mind right now with the focus on immune health, um, I think things like this are going to become even more important. So thank you for all the work you do and for being here today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me and um, glad to be here. And thanks as always to you for listening and for sharing your time with us today. We're both very grateful that you did, and I hope that you will join me again on the next episode of the Wellness Mama podcast. If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time, and thanks as always for listening.